0: Um, and we are so excited to be here with you today, and we're going to bring on our hopes. But first, let us greet our global family, joining us from all around the world, and we want you to be able to greet them, too. And we, all of
1: our, families. and we encourage you
0: to share this show with all of those who we know would love to be a part of the solution today. As we talk about what do women want, and we know that women want quite a bit,
1: as we have always expressed our desire for people to listen to what we have. We want to welcome our
0: guests who are joining us. And we're certainly grateful for all of those who have been a part of this process as we continue to provide solutions for the issues of our day. And we're going to be joined by
1: some wonderful women
0: And we're going to bring on our host, and we're going to bring on our calls. And again, make sure you are ready to speak as we answer the question, what do women want? And our opening of the show is about to start, so... We're giving our computer stand, But in the
1: meantime,
0: let's welcome our host live from London and that is Jana. So
2: Hi, Jana, good we're evening.
0: Bring you on. And we're gonna start this opening in just one moment and you're Yes, Dr. Stephanie Myers has arrived, and we're so grateful that she is here. So, Dr. Stephanie, you can take it away as we're here live with Jonna from London, England. And we certainly will be grateful to our Yes, for all of her wisdom, as we answer that question, what do women
2: want? Well, my great good, good evening. Naive. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, great, Donna. Thank
2: you for inviting me. Yes. Yeah. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome to my show. It's so nice to have you back on the show again. So, welcome back.
0: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate and admire the work that you do worldwide.
2: Yeah, well, right by catch, as they say, in the States. It's lovely. Um, So, we're talking today about what do women want. And my other guest today is going to be Sister Impress Chi, who was the organizer of the Million Women's March in 1997. So, have you heard of the the uh, Million Women's March? Hi, that's Stephanie. Hi. No, Molly, a little help. Um, you're telling me what uh, Jana's
0: saying. I'm not getting it clearly. She said, uh, she's saying, have you heard from, uh, have you heard about the Million Women's March? Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, Jana, you're going to have to speak very loud and also pause because there is a slight time delay.
3: Okay. So you're
0: going to have to really raise the volume on your your phone and your voice and then really listen to your guest.
2: Okay. I'm going to try and raise the volume. Oh, here we go. Okay. The volume is up. I'm wondering um, if I did – Oh no, I can't. I was gonna do direct connect but I can't do that, can I? Uh, no.
1: And
0: Jana,
2: I'm going to yeah.
0: uh and I'm going to play the opening uh Okay. And just a minute, but let me make sure that you first get your your uh guest introduced her so that for those who did not hear her they will know her background.
2: Okay, well, my first guest tonight is Dr. Stephanie Myers, who's one of the founders of Black Women for Positive Change. And Black Women for Positive Change initiated the annual Month of Nonviolence. Every year, they host the Month of Nonviolence, which includes um, events around nonviolence, all across the united states and also here in london and it's becoming more and more of a global event every year so dr myers has joined us in the past so welcome back thank you very much thank you very much for the welcome we
0: appreciate the work that you do in england and around the world to promote this urgent issue of nonviolence.
2: Yeah, thank you. And nonviolence is so needed in this world, even more than ever, even more than usually at the moment.
1: Yes, there's violence. What we're seeing around the world in Ukraine
0: and in Palestine and Israel is just devastating. And we have to find It really to stop is. It
2: it really is devastating, and um, there's other wars going on that we don't talk about. It looks like you've just dropped off to wait for Dr. Stephanie to come back, because it looks like she's just dropped off.
3: I'm right here. I'm right here. Are you still
2: here? Okay. I don't know why. Your number is not showing, but never mind um yeah, you know there's other wars going on which we don't even talk about. We don't hear about on the news, like there's a war in Yemen at the moment. a war in London in Yemen, okay, tell us what is
3: going
2: on, okay, well, there's a war in Yemen and you know i don't hear much about it cuz it's not on, it's not on the mainstream news but i know that you know people are suffering there's a crisis going on it's a violent crisis children i keep see, seeing things on the tv about children in yemen children are starving and it's just terrifying what's going on And then in um, Ukraine, I'm a lot closer to Ukraine than you are geographically. So it's very nearby, really, and it's very real. And President Zelensky has said that we're already in World War III. We basically just need to wake up and smell World War III because that's where we are. So, you know, there's all these human conflicts going on, and I believe that only human beings can solve them.
0: Yes, well, that's terrible, and there has to be some way to stop all of this, and this is the role that women must play in, trying to figure
2: out a way to stop it. That's right, and here at The Female Solution, we believe that women have the solution, Because there's an imbalance. There's an imbalance of energies. There's too much male energy and not enough female energy. And that's part of the reason why all these conflicts are happening.
0: Exactly right. Well, when we research European history and go back into their past into Scotland, Ireland, England, there was vicious fighting thousands of years ago. Violence oh yeah. Yes. Party back yes. And
3: we so see we have the English. We to find out how to
0: re-educate people who are used to violent solutions. They need to be re-educated.
2: No, absolutely. It absolutely. Um, yes, because what happened originally was England invaded Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Right. So if you've seen the movie. Um, Oh gosh, that Mel Gibson movie, um, right, I'll remember the title, I don't remember right now, but you know, it was about the conflict in Scotland. No, I don't
3: think I saw
2: that one. Okay, well, there was, a, Mel Gibson did this movie about, I don't know, 20 years ago or something about how the English invaded and occupied Scotland but they did the same thing in Ireland they did the same thing in Wales in Wales they forced people to speak English and um yeah the film, the film was was um directed by Mel Gibson and um women
0: have the power to transform this world
2: oh, excellent
1: I agree. Women have the power
2: to transform
1: the world. Okay, baby, come on. Come on. So, uh, Donna, we're going to uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick pause here
0: for just a moment for our opening, and then we'll be right back, and Bye. we're going to give our other guests an opportunity to sign in. And she may be calling from the phone line, but we'll be right back
2: after. Actually, actually I just remembered the name of the film was Braveheart. Yes, Braveheart, which is about yes. how the English Braveheart. invaders occupied yes. Scotland. Anyway, oh, no yes, yeah, let's go to right our back.
1: intro
0: this is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives.
3: If you're listening
0: online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directed to your email and your smartphone. In Poland, dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Asenwasala. In Ghana, Aquaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, salbona. In Senegal, Langadek. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, Palestine,
1: and Saudi Arabia. Listen and may peace be upon you all.
0: Join us live on the On Air Radio Network. Call seven
1: two seven seven three one five one nine two. We want to talk to you.
2: And we want to talk to you. And we're back, yes? Are we back? We are back. Oh, excellent. Okay, Dr. Stephanie, I was asking you what your thoughts were about about the Million Women March. About the
0: Women's March? Well, we
2: think that
0: any time women have a voice is very critical. Our organization believes that it's time for the world to change, and we believe that women of all backgrounds and races, and I love the way Naima had all those different languages, we must change the world for the better, and we can do this. We just have to make up our minds, whether it's marching running for office, being journalists, whatever strategy we use, we have to somehow change this attitude of violence to an attitude of love and peace. Because it's our children who are being killed. It's our men and our spouses that we love, our families, our relatives, and ourselves. So there's no question that it's an urgent situation. When I look at the Palestinian children, I'm just just totally just, just totally upset with how these children are being victimized and they're innocent. So we must march, we must protest, we must do whatever we can do to change the culture of violence in the world. It's critical.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I completely agree. Did you actually attend the Million Women's March?
0: No, I was not there. No, I was not there. Uh, there are a lot of marches and events in Washington, D.C., where I live. And I must admit, sure. I did not go down to the mall for all of them. Sure, of but course.
2: I certainly supported what they were doing. I thought that it was very important. Yes. Very. Well, you've got another chance, because there's going to be another one soon. The one, the first one was in Philadelphia, apparently.
0: Oh, okay. Philadelphia.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: well, marching and demonstrating and showing our voice is really critical. But we also have to put on many other ways as well, because we have women who have made huge accomplishments who are now under attack. And we have to yeah, protect us. Right. You know, what's going on with Fannie Willis in Atlanta, and Leticia James is getting criticized in New York, and our vice president, Kamala Harris, she gets criticized. And we know that if it was a mad position, particularly a white male, they wouldn't be getting that criticism.
2: No, not in the same kind of way. No, they wouldn't.
0: No, there's there's two different standards. And so we have to be aware of that and careful when we're doing things, because um, when I first came to Washington to be a presidential appointee, someone told me once, don't do anything that you're not prepared to see on the front page of the newspaper.
2: Right. And
0: right. that's really quite a warning that you have to be careful because your enemies will come after you.
2: Yeah, and the enemies go after the men as well, but with the women it's different.
0: Well, yes. I with the women, see, a
2: lot of times it's misogyny. men who get a, in jail for sexual
0: abuse, uh, and we know that that is wrong, and they deserve to be put in jail.
2: But for someone mm. who has
0: had a romance with someone, on the side, outside of work. And we haven't seen very many men taken to court over an issue like that.
2: But Fanny mm. has taken to court She she had a, a romance. That's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. But this is the nature of the uh, world that we are living in. And from what I understand, a lot of the reason why Hillary Clinton was not uh, not nominated and not elected was to do with the fact that she's a woman. Having said that, I also understand that Black Women for Positive Change uh, contacted her and offered to help her in her campaign, and she said, no, no, I don't need your help. Is that correct? Well, as an organization, we did not contact her, but, yes,
0: some of our individuals definitely did, some of our members. We have members who support various different kinds of candidates. So sure. we, um, we did hear, we did hear from some of our members that they had a problem. But yes, she wanted to be president very much and they just wouldn't let her, wouldn't
2: let her get on the ticket. So we have to, well, yeah, I is. mean, that's horrible, but it was I partly her fault. If she was I turning down help. has to be
0: educated. The patriarchy yeah. has to learn. That women, we bring so much to the table, but we don't get paid the same salaries. We don't get the same promotions. You know, there's been great progress in the past decade, and we have to keep that progress going. And right now, you have people telling our children they don't need to go to school. So we're having trouble convincing our granddaughter that she should go to school. Well, this is an opportunity. Well, people are telling kids don't go. We have to tell our
2: kids go, go, go. Because they to be well, you see, well. I have a differ with you on that, Dr. Stephanie, because I was homeschooled until I was nearly six, until I could start first grade. And when I started first grade, they tested all of our reading ability, and I was reading at degree level. And I think a lot more children would probably be making a lot more progress if they were homeschooled. That's the thing. I started reading Absolutely. at three, but the school well, system uh, 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 doesn't expect you to start reading until at least it's six.
0: Far, really far advanced of the uh, public school kids.
2: Yeah, this is what I'm saying. That yep. was because of homeschooling, and I do think yes. it's important that we make the schools um, accountable to parents and to children. The schools need to be made accountable, and I also think as black parents, we need to. Be are looking at other alternatives as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Especially now that we have artificial intelligence and robotics mm. that are over so many industries, we need to be sure that our children, whether they're homeschooled or public school or college or training, wherever they get it, we just have to be sure that they get it.
2: Because the yes, world absolutely. Thing. We need to make sure they get the quality. best quality yeah. education, the best quality education that's going. Yes,
3: right.
2: Absolutely. I tell you something. blog talk also needs some educating because they're telling me I've only got half an hour left. There's some problem with it with the clock on blog talk because i know that chicago is six hours behind us but blog talk is telling me that chicago is seven hours behind us here in london so we're going to need to um address that in a little while because i'm almost out of time now but we've got a little time i want to see who's on the line because i think my other guest may be on the line let me see Right, right i'm just trying to let my other guest in hi who's there Who's on the line? Hi, this is Jana. Who's on the line? Maybe this person isn't ready to speak yet. Okay, I'm going to... not. I'm not forcing anybody to speak, but if you want to say something, just press 1. And um, just press 1 and you can speak to me, the host. So we're talking today about what the women want because it's International Women's Month and it's International Women's Week. Um, So I'd like to know, Dr. Stephanie, what are your thoughts about International Women's Month and International Women's Week? What should we be looking for and asking for and expecting? Well, we should
1: should have we should demand to be
0: at the table of diplomacy. We don't have enough women in the international arena of working mm. out solutions negotiations with these wars. So we have to continue to push for a seat at the table. We also need to push for a control over violent weapons like guns, mm. bombs, and other kinds of weapons that are being made available in our communities and our young people mm. are getting them. Each other. So we must have more regulations and more control over dangerous equipment. We must push for safety, safety in the schools. So many of our young people now are afraid of going to school.
3: They're afraid mm-hmm. of what
0: might happen. We saw what happened in in Ubalde and Texas and,
1: and what happened
0: in, uh, down in Florida. And we've had these mass shootings so far this year. There have been over 5,000 people in the United
2: States who have
0: been killed as a result of gun violence, and most of those were. Terrifying. Yes, and we
2: have. That is terrifying, and yet there are still people in the states who say it's the Second Amendment. We have the right to carry arms. We have the right to bear arms. What are your thoughts about that? The anger
0: and the conflict. And during the month of nonviolence, Donna, you've had an excellent discussion with people all over the world about how mm-hmm. to control, and you're an expert at this, and this is something that has to be in the schools. It needs to be yeah. in the workplace. People don't know what to do when they get angry. They just want to fight.
2: And there yeah. are actually
0: some cultures that believe that fighting is the best thing to do. That's right. Well, it happens in
2: all human cultures, I think, that we have this reaction when we don't get what we want. We have this reaction to turn to violence. Our white yeah.
0: society, they believe in fighting to get answers. That is not the
2: solution. Yeah, we need to learn new ways of resolving conflict. We
0: need to come together, and we need to find ways to share the knowledge we need to find ways to help women who do not have access to to, to wealth and to money to get paid fairly, and to be able. Yeah, to that's right. Them. And we have to demand an, an affordable living accommodation. There's so many cities in the world now that are getting so expensive, people can't live in them. That's so we right. We need a place to live with our children and our elders, family members.
3: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get so many racist. people sleeping on the street.
0: That is something that women, and there are a lot of women who are racist, and they need to get in touch with that, and we need to find ways to show people. Because most people, when they trace their DNA, they've got mixed DNA. And they have to yeah. look at that and realize that. We're all, we're all one human being race, and we have to get past all of these differences.
2: Yes, but, you know, people are taught to hate, and children have to be taught to hate. They're not they're not born naturally hating other groups.
0: You're absolutely right. Uh, we have a saying that violence and hate begins at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And often, yeah. Right where it starts. Mom and dad. Yeah, I agree, which
2: is why, yeah. even though I agree with you that it needs to be taught in the workplace and it needs to be taught in the schools, I think the starting place has to be the home. The parents need to learn nonviolent skills so they can teach them to their children.
0: And that's a really tough one because so many people, they say what goes on in the home stays in the home. And that's why it's so hard to address domestic violence because people are afraid to say anything. The women who are being attacked and beaten at home They don't tell their relatives. They don't
2: tell their ministers. They just suffer silently. And the children just watch them. Yeah, that's right. The children witness it. And it doesn't stay in the home because children who witness violence are more likely, children who witness violence or experience violence in the home are more likely to become involved in violence outside the home.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We've had young people tell us that their homes are so full of stress that when they get out of the home, they're ready to beat up somebody. Exactly. Because when they're at home, exactly. everybody's fighting and arguing and yelling at each other. And so when they get to school, the first person who says something to them, they're ready to knock them out. That's
4: right. So that's right.
0: Crazy. That's right. <laughs>
2: and then this thing about people getting hold of bombs. That is, again, terrifying. Can you say a bit more about that, please?
3: Say that again, Donna.
2: Um, you were just talking about children getting home of bombs or hold of bombs or people in the community, I think you said. People in the community are getting hold of bombs now? Well, yeah.
0: I mean, they're getting hold of all kinds of explosives. And a mm. lot of it, they're learning how to take over the internet. Uh, there are all right. kinds of dangerous like, dangerous e- equipment, guns, and other kinds of things that can cause damage. So we have to, the internet has to be screened for those kinds of things because young people should not be able to go on and learn how to make a 3D gun uh, with their computer and then go right. out and no. use it. I know. <laughs>
2: It's just terrible. And then these places where the wars are being held are being mined with landmines. So even when the war ends, it doesn't really end. You know, everyone goes home, but the landmines stay where they've been put. That's right. That's exactly right. And so somebody's either giving them those
0: landmines or they're learning how to make them. But whatever the answer is, it's just the wrong answer. So if we're going to have women's marches
2: and women's protests, we have to sit down at the kitchen table and start right at home. I agree completely with that. I completely agree with what you've just said. I'm going to bring in the next caller now, and then we're going to have a little break.
4: Andrew Nelson Bay. How are you, Sister Jana?
2: Hi. Welcome to the show.
4: My... uh, current uh, claim to fame is that I'm the next mayor of Chicago and I'm the next vice president of the United States. And those claims are not implausible. I have yet to meet with my president, Donald J. Trump, and we're going to get reparations for Asiatic indigenous American descendants of chattel slavery and native genocide.
2: I'm so a I mean, human that right that
4: policy Trump, officer.
2: So are you saying that Trump is in favor of reparations?
4: I'm saying I'm in favor of reparations, and I, because of who I am and what I'm promoting, will very likely be chosen by my president. Donald J. Trump has his veep. Okay. And That's we'll first, see on dollar, inauguration day this man with this um, red fez that looks like a Shriner fez, but it's really with more Science Temple of America, founded by one holy prophet, Noble Drew Ali, uh, who was born in Chicago a year before Marcus Garvey was born. Um, and they were working together to bring about the process of identifying uh, what we call African-American, I prefer to call them Moorish-American or Asiatic-Indigenous-American. That's more of uh, that's a more accurate characterization of my race. African-American can be deemed my ethnicity, but my race is much closer to Asiatic-Black-Man, which is what mm-hmm. the most honorable Elijah Muhammad called us, so-called American Negroes back in the day. So um, I hope all's well with you. And my uncle, um, Sir David Emmanuel Jack, member of the British Empire, GCMG, former Vincentian Governor General, um, is um, a very important person in my life, my mother's mm-hmm. older brother. And I regard okay. myself in a real sense as being British. hmm but you live in the States. Yes, I live in Chicago.
2: Nine yes, and you're I are there.
4: neighbors. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, yes, yeah, so this is International Women's Month, and it's International Women's Week. So we're asking the question, what do women want? So tell me something. Do you have women role models in your life who have influenced you?
4: Uh, my mother... Josephine Elizabeth Jack Nelson, Queen of the World, that is, is my quintessential uh, maternal influence. Second, that would be Sister Taineda Muhammad, wife of the Most Honourable Elijah Muhammad. Right. um,
2: Okay. And um, how have these ladies influenced you? Actually, you know what? I think we're going to need to go for a break now, and then we'll come back to this topic, and I've got another caller on the line as well. So we're going to take a little break and then come back. Thank you. Right, and this is not working. Sister Naima, are you there? You're not. The,
0: the audio is
2: really rough. It's very hard to understand. Okay, I apologize for that. I need to have an upgrade in my equipment, and I'm hoping that will happen in the next few weeks. So I apologize for the audio quality. Yeah,
0: this
2: is a shame to a question.
0: What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death. Slavery, the African American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age? Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com That's www.naimahlatif.com, and get your personally autographed copy of the book Slavery, the African American Psychic Trauma.
1: Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our
0: global peace movement. Heavenly culture, world peace, restoration of light, transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony and the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the Movement for World Peace email us at chicagohwpl
1: at gmail.com.
2: Okay, and we're back. I'm just going to see who the next caller is on the line, and I have not forgotten my previous caller. Very interested to hear about your female influences. Hi, who's on the line, who's joining us?
4: Andrew Nelson is still here.
2: Okay, Andrew, um, can you please just hang on a bit because I think one of my guests might be on the line. Hello.
4: Okay. Hello. Uh,
0: yes. Are you? I, I have no dear idea you're referring to me. You might want to
2: call the last numbers of the call or or of the telephone Yeah, you're right. Number? Absolutely. <laughs> nine two five nine. Is that you? Okay. Great. That is me okay excellent so How
0: are you all today
2: who's calling please
0: my name is sister empress filet chione
2: okay sister i'm really glad that you've joined us welcome to the call
0: Thank and you. i'm
2: really keen to hear more about the million members march million, sorry million women's march I'm Trying to get my tongue around this So thank you so much for joining us today. And I'd like to hear um, a bit more about what Andrew was saying. Okay.
4: Andrew, you're there? Well, uh, yes. Um, What Mother Tanya Muhammad talks about is the 10th organ, which is the brain.
3: Mm -hmm. And
4: the hippocampus is a part of the brain that the satanic forces have been trying to um make um very weak. Um that's um there's a German doctor by the name of um Nels N E H L S I forget what his first name is. He was on um the Health Range Report yesterday and uh he talked extensively about the hippocampus. And also, I um, am a uh, a, um, medical astrologist at the apex of German new medicine.
2: Okay. This is really interesting to me. Um, Different things about the brain and how the brain works of interest. But what we're talking about today is what do women want? So um, what I'm really interested in hearing about is how women have influenced you and how women have inspired you. You mentioned a couple of women; one of whom was your mother. Um, um, the people that you looked up to. How did these women inspire
4: you? Well, I use my mother, Josephine Elizabeth Jack Nelson, Queen of the World, that is, um, as my primary influence in life, uh, just by virtue of the mitochondrial DNA and how um, my mother loved me very much from uh, even before I was born and um, the relationship between my mother and my father Andrew D Nelson US Army troubleshooter that is my father was is a World War One veteran who was a certified public accountant and that has everything to do with causing me to creatively found the Federated State Bank of North America, which is going to be subsumed into U.S. Federal Reserve System back and forth until we establish the new gold standard. There is U.S. House Resolution 2435 for 118th Congress, the Gold Restoration Act, which must needs be passed and ratified and not to define the dollar as a fixed weight of gold and for other purposes. And that is going to be the collateral that's going to securitize, digitized dollar gold parity for the financial representations in the form of universal basic income treasury direct accounts. That's okay, why so are you
2: saying it's necessary is for me to be as president, impact
4: president so I can implement this in the best way.
2: So are you saying, this will, saying that this will particularly impact women, returning to the gold standard? Yes. How will it impact women?
4: It will, for one thing, um, make all women financially solvent in this country so they won't have any inclination to um, involve themselves in, I don't know, prostitution, sex work, as a way of making money, Uh, and that would dignify our women, because a lot of our women, I've observed, are sort of kind of leaning in that direction if they're not financially solvent, which would preclude their involvement in the aforesaid.
2: I see. Okay. Um, Thank you for that. I'm now going to welcome my second guest, Sister Chi. Thank you very much for joining us. Yes, greetings. Uh, thank you again. I'm kind of a
0: little confused as to what it is we're actually talking about today because it seems to be a lot of different things. So I, I think the topic was to focus on what women want, and I'm hoping exactly. you're talking about exactly. black women and or African women. I really need that clarity at this point because it will be difficult for me to really proceed without, you know, really knowing what what is our focus here today I, I mean i'm sure it encompasses many things but uh, yeah. are there some primaries
2: okay so um do you think that what black women want is different from what other women want um,
0: absolutely
2: okay say more about now, that now,
0: seems... let me let me let me clarify that but, but first let me thank you uh, and Sister Naima for inviting me uh, to this
2: session. Um, I'm very happy I to have you on this session. Thank you. Uh,
0: uh, yes, I, I find it so interesting and, and even in some regards fascinating because when you examine the 100 years, and, I mean, it's longer than that, but we mm. have a lot of information readily available that will clearly give us insight into the past 100 years. And okay. so when you do that type of analysis, what you're going to find is people are saying kind of the same things today. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and what I find so interesting is I'm, I'm not, well, no, that's not, I was going to say I don't understand why, but I, in some regards I do. One of my roles is to put a glitch in that, you okay. see, because it is said that a form of insanity is when you keep doing the same thing over and over again and affect like the different results.
2: Exactly,
0: yes. And so for us to be today in the 21st century to talk about what we need to do or this is what the problem is, or a, a lot of other things that I constantly hear. But but at the very same time, I generally do not hear, this is what I think we need to do, this is when I think we're going to do it, and this is how we're going to do it. Okay. So, so we keep regurgitating the same kinds of things without even approaching a solution orientation kind of mode.
2: And right. So, so it sounds we, to me like you think we're going around in circles, basically.
0: Well, well that's exactly what's happening. And, and from my vantage point, black women today, and by the way, I love my sisters. Okay. All over the world. I've traveled. Uh, I'm based here in Philadelphia, but I've traveled. You know, abroad, often well. The point is, I have to be very focused because the the various terrains vary in terms of circumstances or various applications or whatever. So I'm I'm pretty precise or very specific. So right now, I'm going to talk about the women, black women, and yes, I said the word black for a very specific reason. The brother was okay. on point when he said, you know, that other people call us what they want to call us. This mm-hmm. is why what we're doing with the Million Women World March, and note I didn't say million women, for some okay. reason people don't take our history seriously. Mm-hmm. And so... A lot of times I hear all these variations of the name, and yet we're the largest gathering in the world of any women anywhere ever. So we are not only black-slash-African-American history, we are women's history and world history. Right. And so unfortunately, which kind of brings us to the point, of some, some answering some questions, Brother Malcolm said very clearly, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said in 1964, I believe it was, that the most disrespected person or entity planet is the black woman. Mm-hmm. So now why would Brother Malcolm feel the need to say something like that in public? You see, and here we are 60 years later, now seeing right before our eyes not only the obvious sexism, marginalization, exploitation, disregard, and disrespect, we are literally co-signing it. We are encouraging it. And if not encouraging it, we're certainly not creating mechanisms to uh, reduce it. Okay, imagery, how are we encouraging it? Okay. We applaud a certain type of imagery. Okay. In such a way that it does not send a message of this is entertainment. This is not necessarily uh, how we think black women should look or conduct themselves. Right. Black women as a whole, as a collective, do not make it clear that as black women, African women, as the mother of civilization, this is really not the representation. This is a part of it, don't get me wrong, and we're not trying to throw shade on folks, but is this the morality or the kinds of things that we really want to perpetuate to a great extent, and then it becomes a part of our culture and a part of our mainstay, a part of our reality, and then what our young girls aspire to be. Can you give us an example? Cardi B. I don't know
2: much about Cardi B, but I believe that she's a drug man and
0: still money okay. from Have you heard of Beyonce? Have you heard of Beyonce? Okay, so, you know, again, the, the mere fact that, that you are asking me that question, it, it kind of just raises another question for me. Okay. In terms of, and, and so I'm going to yield and, and ask a question, and, and, and please, anyone, feel free to answer it. You know, we we talk, uh, the topic today is somewhat about what black women want. And and I digress, you did ask, is it different from other women? I dare say yes. And one of the reasons is because the black woman is the representation of the mother of civilization. Now, that's not theory. That's not philosophy. Mm -hmm. That's not ideology. That's a proven fact. From a biological, archaeological standpoint, until further notice, the oldest fossil remains, et cetera, is that of a female with a high, and no, I didn't just say melanated, because all peoples have melanin. Right. So I'm saying a high grade or level of melanin, which it can only be. Uh, given to a specific group of people, which is us. So now, with that said, the question has to be, what are we talking about in that kind of representation? What should that mean from a historical perspective, from an authentic perspective? And, and so, again, in that context, do black women... Or should black women want something different from other women? Absolutely. Because we are the original mother. Right. That in itself should depict we should be wanting something different. Okay. But I'm not even going to go that deep. I'm going to just take it to a more simplistic manner. And I I heard a question I'd like to ask her. What should the image be? What should the image be? We know that there are images of black women out here, and, you know, whores and prostitutes, and the guy they said a minute ago, girls making their living for prostitution and all of that. You know, what? how can we make the image better? How can we demand to have that kind of image you're referring to,
2: the mother of
1: humanity?
2: Okay. I, love uh, you. I have no me- we? So what would we want it to be? I'm sorry, I'm going to have to break here for another uh, ad break, but we will come back to this topic because I'm very interested to know what exactly is it that we want in terms of how we're represented. So please stay with us. This is Jana with Success Strategies, and we're talking about what do women want.
0: Hi, I'm Naima Lateef, executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of associated internet radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On Air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information insight and interviews with notable personalities go to on for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on air everywhere, online all the time. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach.
2: So this is Jana with Success Strategies, and we're talking about what do women want. So we're talking to my two amazing guests, Dr. Stephanie Myers, who's one of the founders of Black Women for Positive Change, and Sister Impress Chi, who was the organizer of the Million Women's March in 1997. Now, I may have got that wrong. Sister what are you saying that the March should have been called or was called? So uh, are you familiar with what Minister Farrakhan did
0: in ninety five?
2: The Million Men's March, is that what you're talking about?
0: Well, it was called the Million Man March. Okay. And yes, so I'm familiar. our yes. sisters our sisters came together in ninety seven here in Philadelphia bring in an estimated 2.5 million women and girls of African descent, primarily from the U.S., but we even had a delegation that came in from Germany as well as from Japan. that has oh, never excellent. been done. Oh, yeah, it was never done before nor since. And okay. given the fact that it was done from the grassroots, you see, there was not already a known figurehead or – there was no connection to a religion or a corporation
2: or a political party, none of that.
0: Brilliant. And so that's
1: brilliant. I think that's reason, amazing. Oh, it, and it, it, what it, was the purpose really of is. March?
2: What were the aims?
0: Well, again, uh, we had 10 platform issues, and it covered the gambit. Many of the things that we talk about today, uh, of course, we're talking about education incarceration, homelessness, um, violence and abuse. These were platform issues that we produced in order to bring about substantial change because we thought at that time that our women were really ready to do that,
4: given okay. the fact
0: that black women had shown for centuries uh, what we're capable of, what we're committed to. But what we later realized, what well, we thought, in 97, that, you know, that would be a catalyst and an instrument. I mean, once you see 2 million black women, surely we thought that would have been a catalyst and a motivation. That
2: there was an expectation. Step, okay.
0: Right? But okay. Excellent. That that wasn't happening. Because there are other dynamics that we do not yes. talk about. And, right. and so going back to what the sister was saying or asking earlier, I have a very quick answer, and it is know thyself.
3: The mm-hmm. question
0: was to some extent, well, how do we, you know, create a better imagery, blah, blah, blah. Well, after 100 years, I would dare say know thyself. Who are we? What does it mean to be a black woman in the context of being the mother of civilization what essences are we trying to extract or embrace or further from that premise okay so now, I'm but you say, see you i would
2: lap- argue that a whole lot of other things happened since African women were the mothers of civilization. I wouldn't say that we are the mothers of civilization now necessarily, but maybe we are. Certainly, historically, we were the first. Absolutely, we were the first people on the planet who were human. We were the first well, humans on the planet, but where we are now is a very no, 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 different place, no, no, no. Stop, stop unfortunately.
0: If, if that's true, my sister, And it is, until further notice, if anyone can show me or any evidence of there being an older existence or reference, again, and why is this important? The mere fact that this program and others talk about history, if you Mm. do not deal with the fundamentals of history, this is why, particularly in the United States, this is why a lot of our history here was either plagiarized, misrepresented, or whatever, because other people know very clearly. If, you, if, if an entity doesn't know or embrace their own history, they're going to miss something very essential in anything else that they try to do. This is why if you go to the doctors, it, particularly if you have a serious illness, one of the first things that the doctor wants to know is something about your
2: history. Sure, absolutely.
0: So yeah, absolutely. if we don't
2: know our history, don't know where we've come the, from, then we won't know so where we're going.
0: So the significance mm-hmm. of being the original of anything of anything. Anything that's the first, anything that is the original, any anything in any field, it will warrant a different application a different comprehension this is why the first uh, person who was on the moon or the first person who did or the original da, 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 all of that is significant in any real okay. civilized function you okay. see and if we don't understand that and well, you try to negate it well, or try to well, lessen
2: yeah.
0: it then uh, we will have won well, so we support the march, and I will have to get off, but this is absolutely critical. So thank you for your conversation about image and who we are and the original mother. That's beautiful. So thank you, and
1: thank you, Donna, and I look forward to talking with you soon, and we'll be a part of the Million Women March. Yes, and, uh, and did oh, you be able to get information, uh, the, your contact information for our audience?
0: Uh, uh, I should let everyone know that the Million Woman World yeah. March will be happening in October. Uh, in Washington, D.C., and in other countries. And we invite all of our women who are interested. They can get more information by emailing us at nationalmwm at aol.com, or they can text us at 267-636-3802, again, 267 267- 636 They can also WhatsApp us at that number as well.
2: That's really helpful. That's very, very helpful, Sister Chi. Or is it Impress? I get a bit confused. Sister Impress Chi is what i I have say. several
0: titles. I also have Doctor <laughs> title as well. I have an honorary doctor's degree. So I tell folks, whichever you prefer, it works with
2: me. Excellent. Thank you. And Dr. Myers? Dr. Stephanie Myers, um, have you got, um, how can we contact you? How can we contact Black Women for Positive Change?
0: I uh, think chat, but we, uh, we invite people to contact us at blackwomenforpositivechange.org. Uh, this year will be the 13th Annual Month of Nonviolence next October, and we would love to have everyone, all organizations, families, faith institutions, talk about violence prevention. We have to learn how to prevent violence. So please, go to our website, blackwomenforpositivechange.org. We invite everyone to join if you wish. Oh, I see I might have been spelled it. That's positive, T-I-D-E, change.org. Okay. My apologies. doing things kind of fast. And we will uh, we'll talk a few more. But we have to be the change that we want to see. We have to be the yeah, change.
2: Absolutely.
0: So absolutely. Our, thank, thank
2: you very much for this. this. That. Thank you very much. Rachel. So, um, are so you much. staying with us a little bit longer, Sister Empress Chi? Yes, I am. Yes. Oh, excellent. Okay. So, you're saying, in terms of how we represent ourselves, we need to know ourselves, right? This is your well.
0: If you look at ancient texts, things that, um, and I know that you know sometimes people don't want to look at history. Or whatever, but you know we have to have some reference points, and then
3: yeah. you
0: know, many times people make reference to Bible or Quran or other things. So that's history of another time. Uh, what I suggest is that you know there are writings and other things that also predate that, and some of it is included in more contemporary writings. Uh, mm-hmm. I was in college; I was a religion major, so I had the opportunity to examine uh, a lot of things that deals with. Theology and things of that nature, but that, that's a whole hmm. other lifetime. The point, going back to what you were asking, and and this is really really important. And I heard the sister mentioned earlier about nonviolence. You know, we've studied this for the past sixty years mm-hmm. in terms of the U.S. in particular. How does it start? Where does it start? You know, there's a great black woman whose name is Dr. Frances Cress Welsing. And Dr. Frances Crest Welsing was very known for something that she she wrote about and and lectured about. If you Google her, she was a a clinical psychologist and psychiatrist. Mm. She taught at Howard University. And forgive my voice, because this week I've been doing a lot of radio programs because it's, coming in the women's history month. But that's Francis Quest Welsing often said, if you do not understand the system of white supremacy, everything else will only confuse you. Okay. So now what does that mean? We keep regurgitating education or in prison or stop the violence or whatever. But when you begin to research the data, at least in the U.S., you will see patterns. For example, in the past five years, we can show you how Chicago, D.C., New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, all of them became the murder capital. And if you really examine how this thing happens, Every two to three years, it it fluctuates and goes to another city.
2: Okay. So
0: we don't examine how these things are happening. We know why. But once you get a better idea of some of the hows, then you have a better way to examine what to do about it.
2: Right, right, exactly. So are you saying that this is to do with white supremacy? Excuse me? Are you saying that this is to do with white supremacy?
0: Absolutely.
2: Right. Okay. Well, For example, that's,
0: that's, how, how do you think I, the guns are getting into our neighborhood?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I think it's a very sort of controversial thing to say, but I'm really glad you said it because I'm sure there's definitely truth there. And as you've been talking about history from 100 years ago, I've been thinking about certain things. One of them is the march. Um, There was a march for the suffrage movement, and Ida B. Wells came along with her followers. And she was told, she was told that she couldn't march at all. And then really? she was told, exactly. okay, you can join the march, but you have to stay at the back. So in other sure. words, the right to vote had nothing to do with black women, according to That's people true. organizing the women's suffrage movement. Absolutely. I'm thinking about the fact that the reason why we had prohibition in the United States in the first place, was because it was believed that it was drinking alcohol that caused men to be violent, caused, caused domestic violence. Now, 120 years later or something similar, that I mean, was about 100 years ago that we started with the prohibition. Um, now they're saying, guess what? Alcohol is a big factor in domestic violence. So to me, again, this sounds like going around in circles. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, again, that's why I said we're dealing with a system. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to Dr. Francis Cresswell said, if you do not understand the system, we keep looking at very minute components and right. not see the well-orchestrated systemic applications. Okay. And so if you study and you look at COINTELPRO, for example, Mm-hmm. Cointelpro was legal. We're talking about the 19, well, actually, it started with the Honorable Marcus Garvey, although it didn't call it Cointelpro. But right. J. Edgar Hoover, who was the same entity that headed up the FBI during the early 1900s with the Honorable Marcus Garvey, became the head of the FBI and enforced as a legal tool something called Cointelpro, the Counterintelligence Program, which was specifically geared to the destruction of any person, group, organization, or entity that was talking pro black. That was the first Mm -hmm. premise. Mm -hmm. This was legal, so they literally did whatever they could in our communities, including to bring guns and drugs in. So right, again, right. If he does not study how some of this manifests and how it's been able to continue to manifest. For example, in Philadelphia, in the more urban areas, if you go to any black community doors, that are owned in that area are not of people of African descent. In most communities, they are of other people.
2: Yeah, and yeah. you see, we have the same issue in London. We have the exact same issue in London.
0: So that here's in what happens: our communities. That.
2: We don't own the businesses. Other people from other communities own the businesses.
0: Exactly, but see, let's take it a step further. How are they owning it, but also what other activities are going on? Okay. See, again, I can't speak for what's going on in London, but I can definitely tell you what's going on in Philly, New York, Detroit, and other cities. See, we do not think critically, more holistically. When it comes, we just go to, oh, yeah, look at what's happening. But don't go further to examine what else is really going on. Gentrification goes into effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High rate of crime, robberies, or other things goes into effect. Drug mm-hmm. usage and selling goes into effect. But yet these stores in our community maintained. They're maintained right. there. How right. how how can that be? If everything else is. Depreciating. Why is it that the businesses in our communities we are able to continuously flourish?
2: Right, right. So, yeah, well, that's a, that's a very interesting question. That's a very important question. It, it now, is. I've got and a question for you. To to you. Paper, I would you want, like to you hear your thoughts about this. I've got. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts about this. Malcolm X said, when when the march on Washington happened 60 years ago, he said, in 50 years from now, you're still going to be marching. So what are your thoughts about that?
0: Well, I I study and do study Brother Malcolm's work.
1: Mm -hmm. In fact,
0: we are continuing one of his projects because he went to the African Union in 1964 and presented, on our behalf of black folks here in America, our plight. Uh, he addressed the African Union on the issue of human rights, which is what he was, you know, really getting to. Uh, yes. Once he left the Nation of Islam, he formulated his own organizations, and one of them was clearly to focus on the – in fact, he said it in several speeches, that we must go from civil rights to human rights.
2: Yes. So yes. now
0: – With Brother Malcolm's assessment of continuing to march, here's what I say to folk. It is not the issue of the marching part. It is the issue of what are you prepared to do Mm -hmm. from that point. Because I do not tell folks, oh, you shouldn't march. Why? No, no, no. I I would never say that. I
2: would never say you shouldn't march.
0: I was a college student. How could I learn? How could I get exposed? How did I get experience in, in in many things? Organizing, da 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 da. If I didn't go to some marches. Okay. And so we deprive the next generation a very important uh interaction. But yet at the same speed, things need to be done simultaneously today. So so with the Million Women World March we also created a universal movement simultaneously that has an action plan for the next 10 years. Okay. So it's not just, oh, you're coming to a march. Oh, no, no, no. We will introduce on that day our action plan that includes local, national, and international uh, initiatives. For example, mm. a global Fight for the cure for sickle cell anemia. Okay. You know, introduce that. Because a lot of cities, countries, particularly in the U.S., talk about breast cancer and, you know, and we should. Mm -hmm. But from a more international perspective, why would there not be a focus on sickle cell anemia, which primarily affects our people? Right. So this yeah. is something we'll be bringing into the forum, into the march, into the arena. The other thing is National Black Women's History and Legacy Initiative right. and an International African Women's Study Program.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: So And here's one other thing. We'll be introducing the black woman, African woman, that we will be launching the national campaign for, for there to be a holiday for a black woman, for the U.S. We have Dr. King, which is a holiday for a black man. We have Juneteenth, which is a holiday for all black people. So why would there not now be a holiday for a black woman? Right, it most certainly shall be. We will introduce that as a part of the Million Woman World March. Yeah, because even
2: to get um, Martin Luther King's birthday birthday accepted as mm -hmm. a holiday was a big fight, that was a massive fight. And even if even when it was was accepted,
0: well, listen, we don't care about any of that. See, this is the difference between. When you're locked into the system, then you kind of have to function in that manner. The million mm-hmm. women March that took place in 97, we were totally out of the box.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: They, were taught, they had no idea that that was going to happen because we okay. didn't do it the way most would do what they've done. We did it okay. totally unorthodox. So you cannot, you cannot, again, our position is, you you have to do things differently sometimes if you're expecting a different result. Right. So right. To this day, to this day, we have never had corporate sponsoring. We okay. have never had a uh, government grants. And so we are not obligated nor censored. Right. Therefore, if there's a problem with something, so be it. But because we understand other dynamics and have experienced and demonstrated that reality, again, we're the first to bring two million black women together. Mm. And it didn't happen mm. out of osmosis. So we're not afraid or, you know, oh, okay, they, not, we don't care about any of that. Our people have fought for everything we have. True in this country and in other countries too. So we already know what we're up against. But as, as Frederick Douglass said, and I'm paraphrasing it again, nothing concedes to something without a demand.
2: Okay. So
0: if you don't need to put forth the effort to do something you think is going to happen, no. So we're not concerned enough. Yes, yeah, so but you're are, ready for a fight because there's going to be a fight. Sure, we all would expect that. I'll go yeah. in that other cool. kind of way. We're Harriet's daughters and children. Right. This right. year is the 175th year of, of Mother Harriet Tubman a for freedom. I'm in Philadelphia. She came mm. to mm. Philadelphia to get her freedom on December 6th, 175 years ago. She, wow. walked, she walked from the, of Maryland in the cold to get to Philadelphia to declare mm. her freedom. Mm. And so when I hear people talk about, oh, you know, we, we got so many problems, yes, we do. But so did they.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: My point is, after a Harry Tubman or a Sojourn of Truth or Ida B. Wells, as someone mentioned.
2: Who, who yeah, I did. I mentioned her. Oh, uh, I uh, mean, family. these are all sheroes of mine, I and mean, they, should be, oh, they oh. should be sheroes of all of ours, I think. These are role well, we models for me.
0: Saints. We declared them. We have 25 sisters, saints. Okay. We're the first to declare black women as saints. Because, okay. again, why do we keep doing what everybody else does mm-hmm. or expects us to do? We're not here for that now. Our ancestors already paid those prices. So we're right. here to further what they've done, not to just see, do I mean, mean,
2: you know, the same things. You see, um, okay, I want to come back to drawing on the ancestors because I think that's another very important point. I just want to see who's on the line because we've got someone phoning in. Let's see.
4: Admiral Nelson Day, you know. Hello, is um, that Andrew? Yes. Okay, um, did you go
2: away and come back?
4: Well, anyway, welcome, welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. I um, am now on the third iteration of what I call World Health Digital Passport. You see, what I'm establishing is a parallel economy. And I want the owner of Underground Bookstore here in Chicago to understand that there is a United Nations agency that can be trusted. It's the United Nations Office of International Treasury Control. So the moment he sees a United Nations insignia, as in the World Health Organization insignia, which I use on the first iteration of World Health Digital Passport, and then the second one, I use the United Nations insignia for the U.N. Office of International Treasury Control. You see, it's not everyone at the United Nations who is the villain, and it's important to understand that.
2: Okay, and how does that relate
4: to what, what the women want? The global debt facility has more gold bullion than any other agency of its kind anywhere in the world. Gold is always money. Recently in Uganda, they discovered uh, reportedly about uh, 12 to $13 trillion worth of refined gold. And all of it should be coined into Aurum United States notes. That should be the currency in Liberia. It can be the currency in Zimbabwe. It can be the currency in Uganda and the currency throughout the United States to replace U.S. Federal Reserve currency, which has no intrinsic value. It's it's just paper that's printed and money laundered in uh, Ukraine and so many other places. You see, what we need to do is um, uh, enjoying... President Trump to choose me, Andrew Nelson, as his vice presidential running mate. And okay. that way.
2: I'm going to stop you there. Impress Chi, can you respond to what the brother is saying, please? What are your thoughts?
0: Well, I don't really have many thoughts, if any, about any of that. Um, for me, again, if it's not solution oriented, uh, I, I tend not to put too much time and energy in it. Mm-hmm. What I can mm-hmm. say is this. I've been doing work at the United Nations now for approximately 10 years. I've presented there mm-hmm. on several occasions, etc. cetera. Uh, we're actually doing an event this month um, on March the 19th because at the United Nations, every year they do something called the CSW. The CSW this year is CSW 68, which stands for the 68th Session The CSW is is a representation of what's known as the Commission on the Status of Women. That's where the CSW comes from. And, again, there is a UN women's component within the United Nations. We've been interacting in that for a while to begin to develop how do we need to proceed as African women, because other groups of women are represented adequately, but women of African descent are not. Now, it's not to say that they're not there, but the representation is, mm, it, it needs to be a different type or additional types. So each year, women come in from all over the world for two weeks to be a part of the sessions that's held at the United Nations. Now on March the nineteenth, we will be there. We'll be doing okay. a session called African Women in White Hands Around Across the United Nations and the World okay. for self determination, justice, equity and peace.
2: Now, what this does this is, do? Again, see, this, this is what, what I was about. asking you before and I'm aware I'm very, very aware of our history, but my, what I was asking was how what black women want differs from what other women want. And I do think that we have a lot of things that we share in common. Men do as well. Like We all want we, peace, yeah. right? We all want we, peace. We all want prosperity. We all want peace and prosperity sure. for our yeah. children. Sure. Would you agree but with sister, that?
0: Let me ask you this question, realistically yeah. speaking. Yes. How is any of that going to happen for the whole? See, from my perspective, black women, African women, we are taught to be focused on everybody else.
2: No, absolutely. And I'm not absolutely. saying that, that we, we, we should We have what I'm not I call black women's, um, strong black women syndrome, right? Because well, people always telling us you're strong you're strong. And most of that is about being strong for other people. It's not about dealing with our own needs.
0: So then why do we, why would we continue that madness? Why Mm -hmm. would we continue that dysfunction and that malady? Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not saying, this is why when we say the mother of civilization, we're recognizing we're the mother of them all. Okay. However, however, it's like any situation, if you do not mentalize or if you do not focus on very specifics at some point, you cannot create the holistic effect. And so what we've done as black women, as African women, we have helped everybody else.
2: True. And the
0: void void and, and other dysfunctions that is now festering is becoming to the, to the point of just total destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Because you cannot take a person, a human being, or whatever you care to call it, and at some point just almost totally negate their existence. And that's what has happened socially, politically speaking when it comes to the black woman, the African woman. So at some point, it has to be a declaration. This is a sociological thing we're talking about in this regard. Every factor of people have to begin to define themselves.
2: Okay. We um,
0: have to take... Is it time uh, for a break? Okay,
2: let's take a break.
0: For those who are on the
2: Facebook and YouTube screen.
0: We're going to play, uh, I hope you to hear it, uh, about a minute of, uh, of the the video of the Million Woman March that was held. And people can take a look at it. Of course, if you can join us on Facebook or YouTube, uh, The Female Solution, and uh, look at the what a million woman looks like. And we'll play that and another uh couple of commercials and and I'll I'll do that, Jonna, and then we'll come back and hear more from so we'll be right back and uh, we're hoping you can see the Million Women March. It is extending uh, and you can see from the uh, from its origin all the way down the street women as far as your eye can see and women walking and of course this minute and a half video from associated press uh i guess it was a bit of a bit of rain there but this didn't
2: Mm. they said this could
1: not be done they said we did not have names they said we did not have money they said we did not have pr but so what we do have is power <laughs> And
2: what you see, of
0: course, are women packed in.
1: in the wow.
2: Wow. I'm looking at what two million women look like. Oh, my goodness.
1: I'm going to make it plain.
0: Can you hear Viola Davis? Yes. In 1977,
1: America, the greatest country on this planet, put laws in place called the Jim Crow laws. And the Jim Crow laws... Restricted the right to quadroons, to after room, black Blacks, Hispanics, Indians, Malay, restricted medical, restricted relationships, restricted education, restricted life. It told us that we were less than. And it came on the heels of the 13th Amendment. It came on the heels of 55 individuals, great Americans, writing the greatest document called the Constitution of the United States, saying, we the people. Now the reason why those destructive laws came into place, I think can be greatly described by Martin Luther King. And what he said about time is, he said, I'm not ready to wait 100 or 200 years for things to change. That I think actually that time is neutral that it can either be used constructively or destructively, that human progress rarely rolls in on inevitability. It is through human dedication and effort that we move forward.
0: And that was from the Million Woman March, Viola Davis, very powerful speech and... uh, we wanted to share that with you as uh, we uh, run a few more commercials before we come back. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515 605 or 727-731-5192. We want to hear from you. And we'll be right back. So stay with us.
2: Hey, thank you for that. Thank you for that, Naima. That was great. Yeah.
0: Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our
1: lives as moms wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all.
0: Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex.
1: Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms.
2: Okay,
0: are we back? Uh, Yes, it looks like the sound's gonna come up. So we are back and you're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. And this is Success Strategies with Jana. And our guest today is Empress who is the founder of the Million Women's March. Coming up again in October. Go right
2: ahead. Yeah, that was a very, very powerful clip. Just the visual of seeing what two million women look like. That was just very, very powerful. Thank you for that, Naima.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, and thanks to our guests for organizing such an effort.
2: Yeah, um, so I've got another question um, for you, Sister Chi, which is that, see, my work is about working from within, because inside of us, I think we have all the potential we need to achieve what we want, and um, I mean, when you say, okay, how do we get from here to there, that would be my solution, to look within, and there's various strategies that I've written about in my book, Success Strategies for Black People. Which is for all black people, men as well as women. But my focus is probably more about the women, because it's usually the women who go for things to do with um, personal development. So, what are your thoughts about working from within? Well, this is why, as I said earlier, my sister, and
0: thank you, Sister Naima. Uh, I'm I'm on on the phone line, so I couldn't see the clips. I did hear it. Uh, Point of clarity, again, it's the Million Woman March. And you pointed out something as to why I have to keep emphasizing that, and it is because, number one, uh, I think the second clip you may have played with Viola Davis, I think that may have come from the Women's March. Now, Mm -hmm. note, See, this is why it's important that we keep our history in its proper place and perspective okay. because after 97, other group of women then, you know, wanted to do some other things, and they came up with different things. Uh, they wanted to join the Million Woman March, but unfortunately the Million Woman March is exclusively for women and girls of African descent. Now that doesn't mean right. we don't have allies but right. for but as actual members. So other groups with women decided that they wanted to do something similar and that's fine. But then in twenty eighteen, I think it was when they were dealing with the Donald Trump situation, someone decided to come up with the million women with an M and S march. Mm. And the way they did that was really an attempt to misrepresent and to make it appear as if there was either a connection or that it was coming from us. It was not at all. Okay. So oh, because dear. we trademarked, we shut it down. So that's why you ended up with the Women's March. Okay. Okay you see, for a point of clarity. Now, that's why I say if we keep, you know, saying what other people say and not take the time to put our own history in its place rightfully, then other people will seize the time and do whatever they want to do with it, which is what almost happened. Now, lastly, and then I'm going to go to your question, we had Malcolm X's daughters at the Million Woman March, Mm. Jada Pickett Smith, which I think was the clip that I heard earlier. Jada Pickett Smith yeah. was there. Congresswoman Maxine Waters. Congressman John Conyers. Dick Gregory. The actor Blair Underwood. The singer-performer uh, Faith Evans, who had just lost her husband, Biggie Smalls. Uh, oh. We had the president of the National Council of Negro Women, which is the oldest group organization of black women in the U.S. that was started, uh, you know, here in in the U.S. We had uh, Dr. Um, I forget her name right now, but she she spoke. I mean, so my point is we went from A to Z to make sure we were inclusive on every level, politically, economically, arts and culture, da-da-da-da. Between each speaker, there was a prayer. So we had at least 15 different uh, houses or faiths to show the inclusion, you see. So I just wanted to give that little background history. And probably the clip that you saw was early in the morning. Yeah. So we yes. started at 6 o'clock a.m. And, and as folks were coming in, so you can imagine what happened by 12 o'clock noon And then later
3: that
0: day, one final thing. The the press wanted to – they didn't want to believe it. They didn't want to report it, none of that. Mm. So they put in their papers an estimated 500,000. Okay. The University of Pennsylvania did what's known as an aerial diagnostical study. And based on that, the University of Pennsylvania issued to us the estimate of 2.5 million
2: Okay. Based
0: on the mathematics of their capability to diagnose uh, the area, etc.
2: Mhm. But you see they always do that. The press will always do that and the police will always do that. They always underreport how many people were actually there.
0: But that's why we were smart enough to get something a little more advanced.
2: Mm, because good. we know Welcome. how the enemy
0: operates. You see, so now going back to the sister's question, the thing about within, this is why I started out by saying knowing thyself. Because if you don't know thyself, then you, people will continue to actually represent and do the things that has been instilled in us, the indoctrination, et cetera. We just, we just perpetuate that. So you can't just say, well, do stuff from within, because at some point we all believed in Santa Claus.
2: No, when I say go go within, I'm talking about going to our essence, going to our inner strength and our inner wisdom, because our inner wisdom is connected to higher wisdom. So
3: Shown when we actually dead. connect
2: with our inner wisdom, well, like for sure. example, um, I'm trained in a healing process which is called SRT, Spiritual Response Therapy. Now you were just saying about addressing um, sickle cell. Now that's one of the things that it, it's probably possible. In fact, it's probably highly probable that we can address with SRT. With SRT, we can do things like removing Alzheimer's and dementia. Right? Alzheimer's and dementia are a curse which are, which are affecting humans more and more. Also dealing with cancer. Thousands of people have been healed of cancer. But what I believe is very much that we don't heal people. People heal themselves. We can, we can help support and facilitate that process but people heal themselves. This is what I'm talking about when I say go within. I mean, we're all different. We all have different motivations. We all have different experiences from our past. We can come together and we can learn from each other, but the fact is that every human being is different. But we all have oh, yes. inner wisdom, and that inner wisdom is connected to a higher wisdom. And Absolutely. we use that. It's amazing. We can do amazing things. We can do amazing things. You see, p- people are oh, always going on about black power, but we don't okay. use the power that we have. Maybe,
0: maybe we don't know what that is. So mm-hmm. That's right. We need to learn. To say, that's Just why that I wrote my
2: book then, isn't it? So we can start right. to learn from so that. You,
0: here's the difference, my sister. When I said something, I yeah. did it. And when I did it, you were able to see it manifest. So it's one thing to say something. It's another thing to take that and transform it into reality.
2: Yes. So, again,
0: we can talk about what we think something is, and oftentimes people do. And we have different ideas and opinions about that. But the bottom line is going to be the bottom line at some point. And again, this is one of the reasons why I think we keep going through this rat wheel that we're on because mm. we're not clearly identifying various things to the degree of reality. We're not calling, mm. we're not speaking truth to power because a lot of this is too ambiguous. Therefore, what one might think is this or the other. In other words, when I say, what are we talking about when we say the essence of a black woman? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I have a question. I have a question uh, because, you know, you have the event coming up.
2: And okay. And can I just say before you ask your question, I think Brother Andrew was wanting to come in with a comment as well. But carry on with your question.
0: Okay. So, We have this event coming in and another opportunity to mobilize. What will be different this time in terms of how we take advantage of millions of women who are gathered in one space and have a similar experience of being not respected for their skills, their intelligence, their capabilities? and wanting to create a better society. So we've got all the brilliant minds. We've got the people who have energy. We've got people who are, who are doing various programs and are successful at what they're doing. We have those all the way from the ones that are living in levels of despair. But all of these women are putting their energy together. What will be different in this mobilization that will result in a change in our reality once we leave that mass meeting? Okay. Well, that's an excellent question. I thank you for it. And I'll put it in a simplistic answer first, and then I'll go more in depth, and it's this. Two decades of research, study, commitment, and unapologetic activities in not only Philadelphia, but in cities throughout the U.S and in certain countries. What that means is we've come to the point now where we're ready to activate what we've learned from that experience. Because in 97, I thought that when our women saw what the possibilities were, that they would come and bring their skills and talents, suggestions, proposals, collaborations, you have it. Because the door was open, it was right there Not just then, but several years after that We were readily available Unfortunately, that did not happen And not because, you know, we weren't there But because I assumed that people would see this And and just, you know, for example When I saw the Million Man March I called Chicago after the Million Man March, because my mm. sons went to the Million Man March, mm-hmm. I called the Nation of Islam in Chicago because I wanted to know about the million. I just assumed about the Million Woman March. Okay. Well, when I called, <laughs> they were like, uh, "What are you talking about?" Right. My point is, when I see something that has a certain level and capability, then. I have enough intelligence to, set, to try to figure out or try to connect to it or something. So I you just say, I'm just going to interrupt you a minute to
2: say that people with are experience this all the time, it, right? Yeah, we see but, things, we see yeah, the potential you know, there. And we assume that everybody else shares the same region, but that's no, not no, no. necessarily the, the case.
0: Not, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying out of okay. 2 million people, surely, mm-hmm. no, see, again... We have mm. to be honest about some things, and I'm not suggesting that we all see or think the same. I'm not suggesting that, but mm-hmm. over the years, you have seen for yourself how people have responded to the murder of this entity or that entity, or and you've seen how the effects that happened all over the country and blah blah blah, mm. blah, and how that emerged into other things. My point mm. is, I study social dynamics. Oh. And I'm saying based on that, not what I think because because I feel it or think. No, I'm not an emotionalism person. I deal with statistics, and I deal with the application of probability and things of that nature. So what I'm right. referring to is is some other dynamics here. Right? So what I'm saying is, and then to go back to the question that you had, we've learned a lot in these past two decades, and as such have created elements, uh, units, components, from investment to, for example, uh, we're creating our own curriculum. I don't know if you heard this earlier, but we are bringing our own curriculums together for the education of our children, because mm-hmm. fundamentally what we know is a people who will not even educate their own children, particularly the women, we're sending our children to a system five days a week, generally set 5 to $7 a day. But then we expect their behavior to be of a certain type. But yet if you mm-hmm. go to any, primarily any urban city, the children tend to act the same way.
2: Right, right, right. And
0: and there's places
2: in Africa, certainly, and in India as well, that um, a lot of times girls don't even get a chance to be educated. Girls don't even get a chance to go to school. They're they're pulled out of school at the age of about 13 to be married.
0: So So,
2: um, um, they're not getting that. that benefit. And when a girl is educated, the whole community uh, benefits from that girl's education. Right? We, we've done studies in India that show this. That so, if so parents here, allow a girl to be educated, the whole community benefits.
0: So here's what I say about all of that because we keep hearing these statistics over and over and over, and I always mm. ask, uh, you know, folks, what's your plan? Because mm-hmm. if we're talking about a a situation then simultaneously there should also be what are we talking about doing as addressing it. So to go back to what the other sister asked, that's where we're at with this. We have taken the time to research, evaluate, coordinate, documents, information to begin to at least come up with something that we think can begin to address some of this. So, so for example, what you just did sister. We have two components that is a part of the Million Women World March. One of them is the United Nations of African Women. Mm -hmm. What would that do? do? Oh absolutely. Because most don't even know that ten years ago sorry no, this is it ended in twenty twenty. So the African Union declared the decade for African women in 2010 it ended in 2020 so if you want to see actual data and information about various things relevant to women and girls they took 10 years and this is just one group Uh so when you begin to evaluate all of these things that people have been talking about for 50 years Uh because if you go back to 2021 when there was uh, a, 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 um, uh, a women's conference in China, I'm sorry, in 2001. So we're talking about, we keep going over the same things, but yet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when we start looking at what are we talking about in terms of what are we going to do? So yeah. again, yeah. we've created the African Women's United Nations With that, the Commission on the Status of African Women. Okay. This way, by each country, we're able to examine the various things that we keep talking about, but bring together a think tank, a task force that is literally designed to come up with the possibilities, the strategic modes of operations. So that's what the Million Women World March brings to the table. Because okay. along with the uh, assembly, there's a summit. There's a global summit.
2: Mm. So well, we're, we're focusing we're gonna... on a strategy, practical strategies, practical solutions. Yeah. Hello.
0: Yes, so yes.
1: I say how do people uh before we go how do people
0: contact you if they want to mobilize and get prepared to participate and we can put that contact information on the screen so that people will be able to follow up and actually get ready for the march in October. Absolutely. They can again reach us via email at national spelled out. That's N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-M-W-M at AOL.com and also Empress Chi and that's E-M-P-C-H-I and then it's 7777. Four sevens at gmail.com. We also can be text, regular text, or uh, WhatsApp at 267 636 3802. Again, 267 636 3802.
2: Yeah, thank you very much for those contact details. That's really important. We're almost out of time. I just want to yeah. ask Brother Andrew, did you want to say a word? I'm sorry, I heard I'm, you uh, to say something.
4: I'm I'm very happy about what Empress Xi has done with this uh, million woman march. Um, I commend you for that. And um, my entire life, I've been uh, when I was a teenager, Andrew Young, then United Nations ambassador, was my hero.
2: Yeah. and he's
4: uh, co-founder of Greenwood Bank in Atlanta, and I intend to partner with them as relates to universal basic income treasury direct accounts backed by gold.
2: Okay, thanks very right. much. For that. We've, We've come to the, the end of our show today. Thoughts, ideas, and information with us in terms of what the women want and what we, what are we going to achieve. So, thank you very much for your contribution.
0: Thank you for and being again, my guest. So and can you, can, you can you give the us that Facebook.com uh, uh, National NWM Leave your comments about today's show. You can all reach me so on the Can you give us that the Can you give that co- content information again? Naima Watch our TV show. Listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan. Alingato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba. Germany, Danke, Poland, John France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran. Ghana, Medassi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Geret, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you, and the mercy of God, and God's blessing. transform this world, we can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing, share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is the Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515 605 9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family
1: in China. Ni hao. In India. Namaste. In Japan. Konnichiwa. In Korea. Ani In Russia. Drastuze. In Germany. Guten tag. In
0: Poland. Ding dobre. In France. Bonjour. In Spain. Hola. In Italy, Chiao. In Egypt, Aspen, In Ghana, al In Nigeria, Pele, in South Africa, Saubona. In Senegal, Bangladesh, In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, Palestine, and Saudi Arabia. as Listen and peace be upon you all. Join us live on the On Air Radio Network. Call 727 731 5192. We want to talk to you.